0: Base, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission: to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilization. to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim. With me, of course, Sir Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And Dr. Squee. Dragon! And we're here to talk about the Dominion War, which I have to start with an apology for the other week. I said that the Dominion War had already started and it hasn't, but it does this week. So it's no longer the Dominion threat, it's the Dominion War as of this I week. Have a, I have a serious question about this when we get to the second oh. episode. Not a and, and I think, I I have, and I think it, I, I, I think it, it actually guy? proves something. me mean, uh, James have been saying for a long oh, time. right. Okay. We'll get. I can. I think I can see where this is going. But we'll if get. This that. is going to be
1: somehow about how the Federation of the bad
0: guys. <laughs> Not that they the, the bad guys. Just that they. <laughs> <But> that <laughs> they started the Dominion War. Yeah. <laughs> I think we get. I think we get what we can say is definitive proof yeah episode. it did occur to me as i was watching it i wonder if we're thinking of the same bit but anyway <laughs> i think we are <laughs>
1: okay but i mean i actually just i just sort of want to get them out of the way i i made some notes myself this week cool. on the first episode we're going to talk about um so what we got here uh remake of the first season one where jake and nog trade stuff up done so we're on to the second one now
0: <laughs> yeah, but that was a B plot, whereas it it gets nicely fleshed out to an A plot in yeah. this
1: one. Yeah, nicely fleshed out, or does it get... <clears throat> I, I mean, if anything, the, the thing which they've added to this is them very uncomfortably going into Lita's room while she's yeah, asleep. Yeah, that, bits, no, that bit's
0: somewhat dubious. I think this I mean, episode wrong, is... Oh, lovely. Jim,
1: I know what you mean by... I, think, out I think you I think, I oh, think, I can get
0: away with this. Well, he does. I think so okay going into later's room now. Because she's his, his mum?
1: No, that yeah. makes it worse.
0: She's his boogie. Yeah. It's his
1: stepmum he's creeping into the room of. That makes it worse. Well, I worse.
0: imagine, I'm not, you know, when I all I'm saying is I bet Quark's got quite a few stepmum hollow suite programs, if you know what I mean.
1: Probably <laughs> if his stepmum actually Yeah, most likely.
0: Um, so, yeah, In the Cards is the first episode then, and, yeah, people are getting stressed out about the Dominion threat. It starts with this horrible, miserable dinner that Sisko's asked everyone around to, where everyone's still wearing the uniforms, which I always find really worrying, yeah. really weird. Like, you know, you can dress <laughs> as you
1: the first lines, we're already into kind of like one of these things, which I think um, you've got, like, uh, Bashir goes, like, God, if they um keep on pasting us like this we're gonna run out of ships it's like that's not funny it's like that clearly wasn't a joke like what's the joke there
0: yeah no no that was just a statement of fact like yeah it was
1: was blatantly a statement of fact though it was kind of forced uh um a forced line there i think to say that it wasn't like it was clearly not a joke
0: no, it's not, it's very, very serious. And that's why you need something lighthearted, like Nog and Jake doing a lot of trading to cheer you up. Do we do we don't have enough of this as a B plot? No, I think I No, I be I I I was thinking while I was watching this, and I think every time I do watch it, this isn't one of the episodes that's on my go-to list. You know, we all have episodes. Mm-hmm. That, we, that we'll watch lots and lots, and if you fancy an episode, we'll go watch this yeah. or that. But every time I watch this episode, I really enjoy it. I do. <laughs> it, I, 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 I just I think it's a really nice, enjoyable, feel-good episode. It does nothing whatsoever to drive the plot along of DS9. It, it has no impact on the plot whatsoever. Not really, no. But, it, but it's just a nice little enjoyable... With episodes, things. and I think it's that it sort of falls where we've had quite a few heavy episodes, or we've got a lot of other heavy episodes going, and it just slightly a a bit. It. it, yeah, but it just slightly yeah, smooth sure. that little bit with it
1: all. No, no, I'm agreeing with your point. It's like we've got like we've not, not only if we, I mean, technically, a seven part if you include the uh prequel, which is the next episode we're going to talk yeah. about, but funnily enough, I always end up watching this as part <laughs> of the Dominion War, kind of like the the with the six part
0: well, just yeah. because i
1: think i think the only well, reason why i do this is because it was on the same vhs with it yes. sorry well i, I was about to say that's
0: the fun- i, I didn't do the thumbnail this week james has done it yep. and that's what it's used is to cover yeah because yep. i could yeah. easily get yeah. it off the internet without having to make anything myself so oh well,
1: so you do the same method as i do of, of creating the absolutely. thumbnail absolutely i could watch the whole way and do that but i don't i take the effort
0: no that's <laughs> true and that's
1: where you do it every week because you have got the energy for that ever like yeah, there's other, we've all got our things that we are prepared to put the work in for i'm i'm fine with editing and stuff that
0: no 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 i, I, I don't mind doing pictures
1: if I get into it... Like, and, everyone...
0: and I tried to put a little bit of humour when I post it to one of the pages just before you we go You do, got I and, think you do. You, something with it. Yeah, you referenced <laughs> you the, the big revelation in this episode, which we'll get to. <laughs> um, the end of this dinner scene, though, so I love the bit where they go, oh, and um, Captain Sisko, Kai Wynn's coming to see you, and Avery Brooks just does a brilliant offer. off Fuck's sake. fuck's sake it's, it's just <laughs> you know just, that's the last thing i need
1: oh i i love the um the whole interaction with it, her with him and her in this episode mm. and it's like what i love about it is when you first watch it, you think it's like oh she's being really reasonable <laughs> the more you think about it though and rewatch especially if we're going to talk about it for something like this the more you think it's like wait a minute, she's just doing this so he said to do it. So if it goes wrong, she can blame oh, yeah. him. Yeah. But they never reference it. So it's like something you get to enjoy on a rewatch. You don't think of it the first time, or I didn't at least.
0: I also think it shows sort of how actually spineless she is because it's like, right, you've got an actual big decision to make. And she's like, oh, well, I'll get the emissary to tell me what to do. Like, you, yeah. you're, you're literally... I think I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that in the Bajoran religious hierarchy, the Kai is higher than the emissary or the kind of no, neck, no, the emissary, neck and
1: neck. Said, yeah. Because emissary is like, literally the emissary of the gods. He speaks to the gods, whereas she just interprets the uh, will of the... Yeah.
0: Yeah, but she's sort of the head of the, the church. She's head of the church. It, they've got, like, a political She's and a religious wing. So, I suppose it'd be kind of like. Kind of like a uh, champagne I think, kind of that deal, I, yeah. I think they're meant to be very much on the, on a the level yeah. par with each other. Uh, by, but, uh, <laughs> <par>. <laughs> but I think uh, because the Peugeotans are also religious, the religious sort of order does take precedence. Yeah, but yeah, I feel yeah, like this is her deferring the decision. Like, yeah, I've got I a hard decision screen, to make. The emissary yeah. can do it
1: my 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 feeling on this has always been though that it's like um it's like she is meant to that's why she's so pissed off She is meant to be the head of religion on beijor like the the mm-hmm. biggest anyone on beijor can have and then the emissary comes along which i think it i've always interpreted it and i I, th- I think it is open certainly but i've always interpreted it as slightly higher because she he literally speaks the prophet so he is higher than her and that's why she's so pissed off with him at all times mm-hmm. so she's still got because because the uh, oh, tradition absolutely. is built around her being ex- in, you know, like her role has always existed, whereas his is one which is foretold. And,
0: yeah, I she's got
1: the political power or the power to enact things. She spent but he can She spent. Her. She
0: spent her. She spent her life polit uh, position herself politically to get this position of yeah. being the head of the religious order. And along comes this outsider and he uh, outranks her. Yeah, that's, no, that's what like,
1: i I think it is an but thing, but it's like, it is definitely open. That's what I was going to say.
0: like the the distinction is like the Kai is voted for in a democratic process, unless you rig it like she kind of did. Yeah. Um, but the emissary is just sort of appointed by God. I suppose it's kind of like we have like the Pope and the Archbishop of Canterbury and all that, and then juxtaposed to that, that you have... In our country, at least, you have the king or the queen who are ostensibly the head of the church, but it's through bloodline yeah. rather yeah. than any kind of democratic process.
1: Well, I, I, I was going to say, I think it's like if uh, if literally God sent back one of the disciples, now there wouldn't be anything legisl- legislatively in the uh, hmm. Christian religion to account for that. So the Pope would still have uh, all these powers, but... If one of the prophets from God literally, you know, said, like, yeah. ah, no, we're going to do that.
0: You'd it, pretty... It'd be pretty bad for the Pope, wouldn't it? So it'd be like, right, I want you all to do this. Well, so I'm just going to go ask Jesus. To be fair. Because he's back. Yeah. To be fair, to be fair, I, mean, to be just be fair, I think, to be honest, I think you'd find within a month or two when the Christian church would have uh, had an assassination attempt on him. i would be You'd probably second. be very successful with it. Maybe, maybe. Oh, not that, mate. He's leaving. Okay. No, not that, not that mate. Sin, anything bad about the church or anything? No, not at all. We <laughs> never would. I wouldn't do that. Well, while Squeeze out of the room, let's talk about <laughs> how good the Nog and Jake stuff is, because I like this stuff. I love it. <laughs> and I like that when it first starts off, you've got this bit where Jake's trying to kind of manipulate Nog into helping him. And the, the way they sort of frame the shot is you've got Nog in the background, you've got Jake more or less looking at the camera, and he's sort of pulling faces, like, clearly, you know, winding Nog up and everything. And it reminds me of... There's a few scenes in Only Fools and Horses where you get Del Boy... Facing the camera, and Rodney's behind him, and you can see Del Boy saying stuff and then pulling a funny face. And <laughs> <laughs> the fr- I don't know. I, I would imagine the person who directs this has probably not seen only Fools and analysis, but the composition of that was, shot. Is Michael Don. Michael Don directed. Michael Don directed. Maybe Michael Don's Phil's analysis fan. The But the yeah, um, the shot composition is very similar. Like I do like the conversation between Nog and Jake. When he wants to beat, when he finds out about the baseball cards and he wants to bid. and it's not like I need some money. And it's, well, it's not my fault, like your federation did away with money. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I Oh,
1: yeah, I mean, that's what, one thing. That, first of all, apologies. Um, I, I just got a message from God that I'd left the oven on with my cake in, which is oh, now yeah, gone. I put it exactly in the perfect moment. But anyway, that's another story uh yeah when i was watching this the reason why i noticed it was michael dawn because i was looking for the credits because i suspected it might have been avery brooks directing this because if you look at the performance by uh lofton uh lofton yeah yeah you know, Sirak yeah. lofton um his performance in this there are so many uh avery Brooksisms. like it's like but it's not like he's doing an impression it is put in his own voice but he's doing his he goes it means it means we don't use money, which is a very Cisco- Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Delivery. yeah. And I know so many of them in this episode. I was wondering if Avery Brooks directed it, but you can see where he is. He has really learned from the master. Like, you know, Avery Brooks is... I, I know we take the mickey, uh, correctly so, I think. Uh, at, like He's got that acting ability of um, uh, Nicholas Cage. So when he gets it right, he's wonderful. He is such an actor of our time. When he goes batshit, he goes batshit. Yeah. But um, be, but he's certainly, from all accounts, a wonderful teacher. And you really see it in this episode, in Sirux's performance. I think it's, uh, it's I really I love great, the yeah.
0: idea of Avery Brooks directing episodes and just telling everyone to <laughs> act like him. Like, you need, you, need <laughs> yeah. you need to do it exactly like I would have done it. Yeah, he
1: looks in the room with him and plays jazz for an hour and yeah. doesn't let him out in already. But, yeah, it's um, also... You see, I guess that's the thing. Uh, I, what I, I really like um, uh, his performance in this, but I think the thing which bugs me about this episode is I really like how Nog progresses through Deep Space Nine. And when he gets into the uniform, I think he's such a better character. And it's sort of like this rolls him back to kind of goofy Nog. And I know it's fun, a lot of people enjoy it, but for me, it, I want to see him being badass. Like is like I love him in the magnificent Frankie. He goes like uh, he's being a badass, but he goes like, "Yeah, I've still got. I, I mean, I'm still a Frankie, You know, you still negotiates <laughs> his pay." I think that was the perfect kind of Yeah, I think do. the yeah, thing is though, it's, it's
0: like it, it's like he's still young. He's like you've got quite quite up as his uncle, sort of like. And I know about the bars of Latinum and you keep under your bed, and that's and he's oh no, knock your door
1: it's really nice yeah
0: I like this Geiger character so they they get they get outbid Geiger wins the the lot with the baseball card and I like that he talks about the soulless minions of orthodoxy (laughs) (laughs) like I think we need a return from the soulless minions of orthodoxy at some point
1: also i love the guy in blue like the the, the blue guy Yeah. Um, it there's a bit and where this guy just, just this reaction shot is beautiful you got uh quark goes it's like sold to the uh, blue guy in the nice shoes and again
0: yeah like yeah. It,
1: it's it's a, <laughs> it's a brilliant reaction like that guy deserves all the awards just for that and especially when later on in the episode I, is it in this episode they get married or is it next that's next, next, next episode because like next episode there's one dabo girl who's the uh, bridesmaid I'm sorry, but it's awful acting. It's really bad. Like, she's just in the background, and she was distracting. This guy in blue should have been the bridesmaid as well. I'm you.
0: Maybe he <laughs> should good. have been, but maybe he gets evacuated from the station. You know, maybe that's why he's not around. He
1: should have been a regular after just this one.
0: Hey. <laughs> yeah. And then Cisco meets William. So I did, this is another reason I think this episode is good to couple with the next one, because you do get these almost like mirror scenes, so you get meetings between Sisko and Wayune in both episodes, and you get the introduction of this idea of a non-aggression pact, which pays off in the next episode, but it is set up here. So I think it does have a little bit. But more importantly, Geiger has invented a machine that stops you from dying because it stops your cells getting bored. <laughs> B- <laughs> yeah, Which, it's- you know what we need... We need Geiger in Discovery in the 32nd century, and we need to find out that he was actually proven correct and he's still there and he's still going.
1: (laughs) We also need him in Discovery to account for how bored we get during some of the recent episodes. That would be Mm, perfect.
0: That's a fair point. But we wouldn't if Geiger was there because our our cells would be all right.
1: Let me just ask Did we mention cats at some point?
0: I like cats. I didn't. Uh, did we? I don't know. We yeah. I, I don't well, remember mentioning enjoy cats. Enjoy
1: your cat. Or, or did you think this was the Red Dwarf meeting? Oh.
0: Maybe we do like cat though from Red Dwarf. Yeah, I love him. Yeah? Um, yeah. So yeah, the I like as well. Nog and Jake, where Nog's like, "Right, I'll teach you about incentive incentive based <laughs> economics," and he does this thing with O'Brien, like, "Wouldn't you rather be somewhere else?" <laughs> And then, well, I think this, nice. that's nice. I, I also think this is like a prelude to some other thing you start received from Nog. And it's like he's showing how his Ferengi side is useful in Starfleet. Yeah, definitely. something unique. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I, I do love it whenever they use, again, like you know, later on in the Magnificent Ferengi, there's some wonderful examples of how they use Ferengi ness as a tool for Starfleet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, again, He's a better character for me when they incorporate both. So, yeah, I do like this kind of like, of course, he's going to be charming. Of course, he's going to be able to trade. Of course, he knows the Irish love a good story, which is also another thing to remember. But I must admit, in this episode, I was like, <laughs> is it this one or the other one where, where they're, they're going to have some self-stealing stem bolts come into this? Yeah, <laughs> season one. <laughs> it was so similar.
0: But I, I, I like that episode as well. I it's, do. It's, it's another one that I don't go I mean back and it. watch. But it's enjoyable yeah. when I do watch it, I really enjoy it. See, I have yeah. a great fondness for early DS9, and this reminds me of that, because you used to get a lot of Nog and Jake B stories, or C stories even. But but yeah, the reason I mention that bit is because I like how Jake then decides, right, oh. I, I'll do it, watch me, I'll go, I'll go do the same thing to Bashir. And he's really picked the wrong one because it's like, wouldn't you rather be somewhere else? No, absolutely not. This is his best place in the world. And it's just like, oh, poor Jake. You know, he picked literally the worst person
1: it reminds me of this phrase which is like uh, he knows the words but not the tune so he yeah. knows like he's just copied exactly what nog does whereas nog knows he's got to be a bit of like he's got to slalom through this negotiation yes, he's got a bit more improvised words. yeah knows- his
0: negotiation is the same yes yeah
1: exactly assume what they want is to not be there
0: so, I think Elliot's answered the question I've got in my notes, which was, how does Nog get into Lita's quarters? So... He's a pet. Po- possibly the, the less said about that, the better. Um, well, I think... the is I think uh, Rom already has a key anyway. Yeah. And he's just taken his dad's uh, key. Yeah. And it I is it is a me. bit... Cause he does the Ferengi hand thing where he's just sort <laughs> of like stood over the bed and he oh, goes, oh, oh. Uh,
1: "What happens next time that Lita sees the uh, Bashir if if he she's going by his quarters just to visit as a friend and sees the bear there? It's like what the, what you came into my quarters while I was sleeping. Like <laughs> he does not look good then.
0: No, yeah, I, there you go. That's a deleted scene that we probably needed at some point. Well, uh, the bottom line is is she shouldn't have stolen Kukalabra. Oh, I agree with that. No, like, she you know, shouldn't. The, the, obviously, the ethics Had it since childhood, and she took it. The moral of this That's story wrong. is do not lend your teddy bear to anybody.
1: Sorry, just remind me, hedgie isn't on the mic where he likes to sit.
0: Oh, there we go. Um... Yeah, so then we get Nog and Jake get a load of side quests to do. So they've got to sort out Worf's opera, they've got to sort out Kira's speech.
1: Yeah, that, that bit, I must admit, that felt a bit like, well, why are we chucking this into the mix
0: now? Because it's to show uh, well, the chain if the domino effect that they have because of all these things they do for everybody it ends up tearing yeah. everyone up. Yeah, they haven't gone through what. They've, they've shown a couple where they've gone up to one of them that they want somewhere. And what they're doing in return, and now you don't need to see that sort of what do you want? What so we we don't see them? We we see them start sort of like doing the bit for O'Brien. We see them in leaders quarters, and they've done other things as well that we don't see. I guess, but, so. and, I, I and then you I just don't... get and, and you just get the bit in the quarters where. They both trying to accomplish one of the things they've got, well, at tasks. And both tasks are at odds with each other yeah. massively. And just yeah, see them. I, actually, I guess it
1: was just not like better. it was tension for the sake of it. I think I would have just had it as a bit of dialogue. Like it's like, oh, did you do that thing forth? Yeah, did you do the speech for Kira? Yep, yeah, cool. me. Oh, right, but then we wouldn't
0: it. get the hilarious scene, so. And actually, yeah. if you can speak Klingon, this is the actual opera that he wrote about their escape from the Dominion Prison. I mean, it, it's not. I don't speak <laughs> Klingon, but my headcanon is that this is that <laughs> opera.
1: Actually, that first, that very verse we were hearing was the one about the healer who bound his Exactly.
0: Feet. Yeah. Exactly. Um yeah, so the the where it gets really silly, but also really fun is where they accuse Kai Wynn of stealing and Cisco has to give him a mollocking, <laughs> but then when he overtakes them... Yeah, they go oh. back to Geiger's quarters and, and well, it's sorry, gone, I so imagine. they automatically think, oh, it's Kai Wynn.
1: <laughs> I, I am kind of with, um, with Nog at this stage. It's like, have some goddamn perspective. You almost got us involved in a interplanetary, like Federation versus uh, <laughs> the Bajoran yeah, planetary and... dispute based on a baseball card. Maybe, maybe we draw the line here. Maybe we just, just yeah, come and- clean and go, oh, it was about baseball. Sorry, we're trying to do something nice. We messed up.
0: You know? And now we've been kidnapped by the guy who next week <laughs> is going to be declaring war on the, the Federation, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Can we also, <laughs> no, uh, when they, on, when the they get up by get kidnapped. Uh, Wei Yun. also when, when they're there, the story he tells is like, there's time travel involved and they're trying to change history. Like, if nothing else, I would not say that to the gem- like uh, the Vorto, sorry, uh, or the uh, anyone in the um, <laughs> minion. Yeah. Like, you never know what they're going to try and do with time travel. They might kill you just to try and get all the time travel device. That's true.
0: <laughs> I-, I do like the bit before they get involved with it. Uh, Why, well, you know, when you're on an promenade and everything's gone pear-shaped and they're lions and geigers and bears. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. Su- anyone who wants to sing along. <laughs> yeah get, get yellow brick road out <laughs> <laughs> no it's good um and then yeah so weyoon it's interesting that one episode before he's gonna become a huge antagonist we're having a bit of fun with weyoon like we're getting him going okay i believe your original story off you go i'm gonna help this guy with his He's, yeah, I'm interested in this research. Yeah, I'm going to help him with his machine. Um, but it is—it—it's just got a lightness of touch to it, and uh, oh,
1: the, you, the I, tone I think is very throwaway. But the sort of answered my question, which I was going to ask uh, in the next episode. But I think you might have answered it for because the one thing which never kind of like a uh, circle which never squared or square which never circle, whatever the correct phrase is with uh jake staying on the station i always kind of wonder why like you know surely even though they uh want to keep john's on hand like if you've got the emissary's son you could have done so much to kind of like um to compromise cisco Mm. but i think it is because as exemplified in this episode because um wayne likes to be liked and he wants to do it through he like there's kind of a need with the water if not the fans themselves to be kind of like adored in some way and be be worshipped as gods I wonder if there's kind of a purposeful thing because like otherwise there's no reason why you don't I'd say you could compromise them so badly I don't know if you've seen the Brian Cranston show uh your honor oh yeah but like it's about how a judge gets compromised by because it's um son accidentally killed a uh, mobster's kid so this judge does loads of stuff to compromise himself yeah. um And I feel like, you know, you'd have the same situation here. But yeah, it would make sense if... if he wants to we love baby one instead well, does, but we'll, we'll keep
0: an eye yeah. on that then over the next several episodes and see and I'm, I'm sure they do give a reason something like freedom of the press or something i, I can't yeah, remember
1: the, the argument which they say is like or certainly in the next episode that they say is because um like he's the son of the of the emissary and that's not so they don't do anything but you don't have to tell the Bajurans that you've compromised the high-up captain true
0: yeah And then we get a nice montage and everybody's happy, which is a really nice place to leave it before it all goes to hell in the next episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's fair.
0: So, Call to uh, Arms. Like I said, enjoyable. Yeah, Yeah, I like it. Call to Arms then is the season finale, and I want to throw this out because I've seen lots of lists and things like that, and this one often... Comes up as the number two cliffhanger in Star Trek after Best of Both Worlds Part One, um, which I'm sure we all agree is the best cliffhanger in Star Trek. It, I'd go so far as think it's the yeah. best TV cliffhanger. Um, yeah, it's a pretty solid cliffhanger. Yeah. And it, it like, there have been, like, there was the Dallas uh, Who Shot JR and all that. Yeah, I mean that That too. I think that I think that was probably the first one that made massive popular culture for yeah. TV the Wasn't
1: Fire? that this was the first um modern cliffhanger? I know you literally had kind of uh, ongoing episodes and stuff, but I I think that's given that Yeah, yeah cuz people
0: were suddenly walking around in t-shirts and hats yeah, and all an e- and it was a proper was of mid. season It was it was, on, it was it yeah. was headline news. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think Dallas was a, I think you're right. I think <laughs> Dallas was the first time when they had it at the end of a series. Previously you had to wrap up at the end of the series where yeah. they did that. Yeah. And that led to Best of Both Worlds. I think Dallas is probably the one most remembered by non um yeah, popular culture. Best of both I'm, worlds is artistically
0: i think best of both worlds is the best one um so but the question is is this up there and uh, arguably this doesn't finish on a cliffhanger as such like i've heard this theory i've heard this theory where there's a difference between a cliffhanger and a game changer like a cliffhanger is literally an action that needs to be resolved so mr warfire you need an immediate thing to it whereas this what this does is it it reformats the show completely and okay. to be and and to be fair when it comes back is several months later exactly that's what i mean like it yeah, doesn't more... require an immediate answer but it drastically changes going forward if anything it's think... a
1: culmination of everything that's everything is led up to this moment they clearly plotted it to come here and it finishes at the end of that bit of story. Yeah. Then, like you say, we pick up months later, and it is, it's is—it's part of the ongoing plot because it's serialised at this stage. Yeah. A cliffhanger, I wouldn't count it.
0: And it's, it's the first time in Star Trek that at the end of a season, we've done something that completely changes the format of the show to the extent that it will not be resolved in the next episode. And yeah start, start. you know Discovery's done that a few times like particularly obviously when it went to the future but at the time th- this was revolutionary like you never did this with with network shows with syndicated shows as we've yeah. talked about several times you need the audience to tune in every day or whatever and the status quo to be more or less the same so they can pick up but this separates several of the characters from each other it changes I know Deep Space Nine or Terek remains the primary location, but its nature changes in this episode. And I don't think i I don't think this is can be classed as a cliffhanger. No, that's what I mean. But it's a, I, I, it's a game I think, changer. Yeah, I think we. Agree. I think when we watch it back in retrospect, and now we watch it now because we we go straight in to the next episode, and it literally is a continuation of things is where people now think of it as a cliffhanger. Mm. But there is nothing sort of like... No, there's no dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah.
1: Dun-dun-dun. Sorry, I didn't want to be the other one out. Nor should you be.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, Leah and Rom then are looking at these dresses and...
1: Yeah, you see... Yeah. I'm with I
0: Rom on this. Lose the handkerchiefs. <laughs>
1: yeah, funnily enough, so am I. <laughs> and actually, I was going to say... To, as a compliment to Chase master I'm not sure how much it is, but it's like still to this day after meeting her at Sci-Fi Weekend, she looks amazing. Like she, she has never. Yeah, don't mean to be. Uh...
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say you <laughs> weren't saying that to her face, were you? I'm I, I, no, I,
1: was face. Face. I was talking to her face. I was talking to face. Oh, sorry, sorry. You, you meant? Oh, sorry. I thought you meant. Okay, yeah. No, I was talking to her face there.
0: Okay, yeah, I, so see I, what, I see. I see what different. you did there. I see what you did. Okay, um, yeah, and the, so there's all sorts of stuff going on. You you get this sort of foreboding feeling, like they're planning a wedding but they want it doing soon because they know something's coming. Oh, well, Brian gets a bit of a reprieve, though. He's like, yeah, I've carted off Keiko and the kids. Hey! Hey! Yeah,
1: he's going, to say, oh, I'm so much happier <laughs> when I'm at war than with my family. Yeah, so good.
0: giving me shit. Have I mean, every out out here, here on the <laughs> station. Yeah, this is absolutely brilliant. What will that war, the 100 years war? Can we have that? <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, they, they have, like a lot of people have said, it's... The lady who plays Keiko. Uh, sorry, uh, can I remember her name? Rosalind um, Chow. Ro- yeah. Rosalind Chow. Amazing actor. Like, actually, I remember going even back to MASH. She was in that. Like, <laughs> yeah, of she's a great. Wonderful uh, Wonderful actress. But I feel like, yeah, she she gets the short end of the stick with Keiko quite a lot because she is just always on the screen to complain about Yeah, shit. she is. Like, yeah, this the station, yeah. something O'Brien's like done wrong, something she's annoyed about with the kids. She's been taken over by some mystical aliens. OK, that last one might not be her fault, but still.
0: Yeah, it's bit, but it's one of them where there's a bit of a disconnect between what we're supposed to think about Keiko and what, we actually see of Keiko. Like, we're told all the time Keiko's wonderful she, and they've got this perfect marriage and, oh, they're so happy. But every time we see her, she's just... Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. No, no one goes, oh, we're having a good time, but we can't be without Keiko. Come on, get around here. It's not a good time until she arrives. Never happens in an episode.
0: And then more familial problems. Then so Jake goes round for dinner at Cisco's, and he's like, "Yeah, check out this article that you wrote about me."
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I, I do. I do love Jake the writer. I think the more they've done yeah. of this was great, and him uh, going to journalism completely fits. It's a really great way of including them in the plot without making Starfleet or kind of trying yeah. to force that. Yeah. But you do see in this episode, as you see in later episodes, he kind of gets to play nurse a little bit. Not yeah. like that, but he gets to be a nurse.
0: Yeah, right. that's true. And we've done the episodes already where Ibn Bashir on the planet yeah. in I can remember. No, so that was a, a Klingon war one, not a Dominion then, war Isn't it one. the
1: Valiant? Is there, and there's the Valiant where... it's the Valiant think,
0: later, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, you're yeah. thinking, no, the battle to the strong, to the strong. which is a, a season four, but it's uh, we skipped it. Did we it. cover that one? No, so that, right. that was it's Klingon's. Klingons. I, I get confused because, like, when I put them on for rewatch, I tend to watch more than one episode at a yeah, time. Exactly. I think, oh, I enjoyed this episode as well. I watched this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was telling
1: you guys, like, I can skip... Doug and and the then I get, the then I get confused
0: what we have talked about, yeah. and what we haven't talked about. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, Quark's smuggling yamak sauce in. So Quark's getting very much ready now, for a changing of the guard.
1: Yeah, I the ground, they flush stash of yamak sauce. Because he smuggled it. Oh, yeah, there was that. But still, though, it, it <laughs> seems very kind of... Oh, Stay off you know, getting rid of the yammock sauce, because it's not a yammock
0: y- y- sauce. Y- y- what is a yammock? Well, we don't know, do we? Now, anybody watching, could you Google for us, what is a yammock? I hope it's, like, absolutely massive. Like, it's a big beastie or something.
1: Isn't it a thing that you string between two trees if you're dyslexic?
0: Yeah, it's, it's that. Or, you know, you can get it... Um, you can get it as part of your, your Sunday takeaway, your Sunday cavalry, your hammock. Nearly, nearly there, ham mm-hmm. hammock. Not quite.
1: Yeah. Oh, OK. I, yeah. Yours will um, It could be a little raincoat for a vegetable, a, a, a yamak...
0: There yeah, my- we go. That's better. Any more for any more? Um, I, no, sorry, I hope, we've
1: got into, I'm sorry. I'm having a clue now. <laughs> I hope
0: it's this big, massive beast, and the idea that they have to fight. Well, and, t- mil- and the milk. It and the milk green. They have to fight yeah, this so terrifying stars, animal in the order to get this sauce that nobody likes.
1: I don't. I th- maybe it could be tree bark or something like yamuk.
0: Yeah, my- mm. I don't know. I'm not sure who Facebook user is. Is that Emma or <laughs> No idea. What was the comment? Google didn't Google help. Google didn't help. No, <laughs> no. I, I'll tell you what, I'll go get my Star Trek encyclopedia, but I bet it'll say yamak sauce and there's no entry for a, an actual yamak. But anyway, maybe it's the brand name. Yeah. Maybe it's like or we say, like, HP sauce. Like Worcester sauce. Yeah. Like Worcester sauce. List yeah, maybe that's what it is. Anyway, we'll or find out. From
1: the egg, which is thieves from a little child on uh, Kardashian.
0: Yeah, that that will become the, the retreat theAnn吉- r- r- quest, is that we will find out what I the egg is. Um, anyway, so the, the first... One of these days, Emma, we'll teach you how to use your name.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You've got to give permissions to Facebook if you... You have. If you so choose, which is completely safe to do in case anyone wants to. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: they're not nicked my money. Anyway, um, so, yeah, the first sort of sign that things are getting... Interesting is that the Romulans actually sign a non aggression pact, even though the Romulans turned up for the fight a few weeks ago. But they're the first major power in the Alpha yeah. Quadrant to uh, effectively say, Nope, we're sitting it out. Have we decided the Kardashians are not a major power? Well, not now, it's the part of the Dominion now. <laughs>
1: Although, I, 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 you know, you just hear Wolf under his breath at the back going, yeah, bloody Romulans, of course they do. Yeah. Look, Wolf, we've told you about this racism towards Romulans on the... on the. Uh, oops.
0: I'd well, like, he is uh, justified, I think. Well, yeah, he's got reasons. It'd be nice if we got a scene with Wolf and O'Brien having a pint, arguing over whether the Cardassians or the Romulans are worse. Yeah, That'd be quite good. Like, oh, But anyway... Um and Starfleet well, the next
1: episode where they argue over who um helped who out who got the other one out of danger, who owes yeah. one.
0: So Ooh. Starfleet can't send any reinforcements, and this is sort of a a bit of a pointless plot thread, really, because it's set up like well, oh, no they're doing something really important and then they're just like, Oh, don't worry, lads. Yeah, we've been invaded, but don't worry, we did some off screen. It's all good.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is a nice way of servicing. I i was two minds about this, but the later scene where they go, thanks to a uh, Klingon uh, Federation task force, we managed to do this, that, and the other. So it means you can forward the whole war plot along. You add some extra stakes to it. I get what you're saying, but it's... Yeah, like, I know. It's a nice way of,
0: Yeah, the, the t- war
1: exists outside of um, Deep Space Nine, yeah, so exactly. that's why.
0: Been... You, t- you, t- you t- would t- think this yeah. was a
1: fairly major battleground, though.
0: Yeah, but I know what they did, and I and this and this is my serious question now, and I think this definitively proves the Federation's started mm-hmm. this war. Because you have who fired first. And the and at the start, of this the Federation are off on a special mission. We've seen the Dominion fleets coming in heading towards Kardashian, mm-hmm. but that's all they have done. And the Federation's response is We will get with the Klingons and we'll put together this massive task force and we'll fly into Klingon, into Kardashian space and we will uh, blow up this uh, massive shipyard and loads of ships and all that. Fair point. And And this happened as the Kardashians got to DS9. The Federation started the war.
1: When uh, a, a mere handful of ships had gone through the wormhole, the Dominion took against the Federation, were firing on those ships in their space. Now, uh, they've just put the, through um, Bajoran space, they've sent a flotilla of many uh, different uh, uh, Dominion ships. So I think this is, is mm-hmm. you know, commensurate to that. I also well, think...
0: That's space, and also, not, it... a Federation space.
1: Well, no, but they had to go through Bajoran space to get that also. You could also say it's a fairly heavy um, sign of aggression to send that many ships through the wormhole. All
0: right, unless All right. You're planning, it is a heavy sign of aggression. It is a heavy sign of aggression, but it's still fired first. Because at the uh, moment, it's a Dominion threat, and this episode, it turns into a Dominion war. and it, So you have a definitive episode where it becomes a Dominion war with this one, and who fired first. Yeah, okay. And, this, well, is, and this is not a rewriting stuff like George did with fucking Ham. This is straight up, the Federation shot first. No,
1: no, but they didn't because all the ships from the Federation who'd gone through the wormhole and got shot fired upon in their space. Mm-hmm. They shot first. Yeah. Did, okay. they, did the Federation ever fire on a Dominion ship before they were fired on?
0: But like, that like, wasn't the what. anyway, doesn't matter. Um, I'm just going to play that game. Of, it like, does matter like, because oh. this, fi- this is the definitive point this episode between the Dominion War and the Dominion War. Because the bit uh, I, I was say- thinking about was the conversation between Wayun and Cisco. Like, Cisco goes, Oh, as soon as he said it, I knew he was. And it's like, Yeah, okay, Cisco, but technically, what he did say was that they would only send medical and. Thingy, and then you know, you came out of the meeting and went, Right, we're gonna have a war, and he's like that's really not what he said.
1: I, I will give you no. that. That, that one, I think, is a more compelling argument, but I would still <laughs> say to put it in terms of like you know, we often make parallels between current wars here, such as the war in Ukraine. I would say, like, if Putin start acting as military, militarily aggressive as this. I think that um, then we would take action. Like, okay, we can't fire them because the nuke thing... No, are, um... I,
0: I agree. I I think the I don't think the Federation do anything wrong in this bit. I think it goes all the way back to season three when the Dominion said, look, we don't want you in our territory, and they went, fuck it, we're going anywhere. But yeah, we're going to colonise some planets while we're there. Yeah. We're not just going to send ships
1: now. Oh, well, like the Dominion have colonised the whole of that quadrant trying yeah, to take over not everything. That's do with us.
0: That's their land. Anyway, look, we've done it. We've but done it.
1: Now we're going back to the Iraq War.
0: We've covered <laughs> it over and over. No, the Dominion haven't got any oil. Actually, they have. They've got all the changelings. That's all they have got is the oil. Um, They've there got no go. weapons of mass destruction, though. But anyway... No, they
1: did right, but that didn't stop
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so they're going to do all these mines. And I love the bit with Rom where he's sort of stressing about the wedding and then his brain will just shoot off and come up with this brilliant yeah. engineering solution. <laughs> and yeah, then he'll I go back it, like to the got, wedding again. And then You've got Dax and O'Brien being really serious about what they've got to do. They're going, are you paying attention? Yeah. Mines, small, cloaked. <laughs> You've got to be self
1: replicated. Yeah. Which I kind of wish they didn't. Again, I love it when they do this with Rom. I wish they'd had this side to him early. Like, they really played him so large earlier on. Yeah. I love it. Like, I, I think I I just love it when the characters manage to kind of like, um, manage to progress like this. Like, ro- like, um, Rom, like, uh, sorry. I've um, got an answer um, for this. No. When g- it. Sorry. Did, did, like Nog, sorry, that's distracting me. That's why I can't bloody clinch my sentence. Get off the screen. There you go. <laughs> Stop doing that in the middle of my bloody sentences. You never do it during when you're talking, do you? No. Anyway, like, nerd. like, wrong, like Nog, like um, uh, Bashir, I do love it when they have these moments of kind of actually making them more than they originally were. I think they kind of were a little two-dimensional earlier on, and I think it's a lot more interesting. Now put your bloody thing back on. the Right, I'll put it back up. There you go.
0: I think changelings are a fuel source because when we see them die, they turn into a black powder, which I assume is like pure carbon. And we all know carbon is a good thing for fuel if you put it on a fire. There you go. And if
1: if the uh, changelings square before they get turned into oil, does that make them crude oil?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what happened to... um, I'm up for that. (laughs) And yeah so Bajor does sign the treaty which brings Cisco's prophecy true the one that he when he had his the locusts um, <laughs> so the, that's a killer the, the locusts are here now and Bajor did need <laughs> to stand alone and that's what saves it so well done Cisco's vision was right and then we get all the good guys really like, uh... sorry go on
1: I, I did also like the fact that it meant that uh kaiwin could then throw it back in his face as like uh he goes well because Beja isn't set up it's like oh yeah whose fault is that it's like all right okay yeah i might have said that
0: <laughs> yeah it did but he was <laughs> right because beijer being so close to dominion here it had been absolutely knackered yeah the federation. and the federation it was perfectly right out. and it is right the federation cannot protect them yeah, yeah. So that's a perfect
1: point as well. that They waited until now to land it. So it's like they're neutral right until this point. And at the correct moment, he gets them to put their cards in tape. Genius, right?
0: Yeah, like, and it's really good it. that Kira has to come on and pay lip service and say, as a representative of Bajor, I have to tell you to turn the station over to the Cardassians. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, right, yeah, we got think- that out of the way. <laughs> no way. It's right. I
1: also <laughs> want to throw in, when... Um, when she's uh, in the office and Kira goes, like, um, sorry, uh, Kai go the Kai wing goes, um, yes, you're, you're dismissed, child. I I just want to know, she was leaving, it's like, oh, thank you very much. Yeah, okay, so uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be going then. I think <laughs> she does. <laughs> oh, I mean, she probably does, but it's in Bajoran, like they probably use two fingers, so when she scratches her nose, we don't notice it.
0: I do and We that. do get, I was going to say, and we do get the marriage of Robin Lee. We too. do, yes, which is very nice.
1: Which then and, leads into a, uh, a a parody of Casablanca which uh, like
0: how it's <laughs> up to say it, it, does. it does. It is it does its something Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> which is perfect because of obviously the Casablanca you know, the whole thing of like yeah. uh Space Nine being kind of modeled on it.
0: And it's it's sad though that Quark has to come to his brother's wedding with one of his Dabo girls that he's no doubt paying an atrocious wage to attend with him. You know, it's just a little bit sad. It's Which I'm sorry, but there.
1: awful actor. She's, I'm sorry, awful. Like, if you watch well, her um, mannerisms she, in this... She's in quite a few episodes,
0: she's seen in the background. Yeah,
1: she's but this in... one, she's... Intru- I know, I remember her from the other websites, but she's intrusively bad in this one. <laughs> They've got her doing such, like, over-the-top, like... It's just, uh, sorry for anyone who's listened to this on podcast, but she pulls loads of very obvious expressive faces, which just, I'm sorry, you're not silent, Bob. This doesn't work here.
0: (laughs) And then there's all these, like, prepping for war moments, like you've got Jake in the infirmary getting ready, you've got Rom going in as a spy.
1: (laughs) Can I just tag up on the the Jake bit? I love this, because this is, again, it's another wonderful moment where it's like a cool Bashir, where he goes like... uh, just make sure you spell my name out. It's with an I. <laughs> it's
0: like, As it's, I to love so, any moment. Sorry? Like, how else would you spell Bashir? Bashir? E? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. E, maybe, yeah. I mean, I mean
0: it's, it's a, a good just, line. I'm not, I'm I not. I
1: am not i would spell it if I hadn't spelled it so many times like for, for purposes of stuff like this. I mean, I just love it whenever they give... It feels like um, it's, an early nod, it's an early nod to what he uh, gets during the holiday with um, Dr. Bashir, like the secret agent yeah yeah or whatever. yeah it's great no he's so, definitely played
0: he's like, so good as well when he gets to do it and you get a nice bit between Rom and Quark yes like, you've had Quark you've had Quark at the wedding of so like uh, worst wedding I've ever been to rubbish and I give it two months and then you get him talking to Rom and all that and he's Rob's there, I've got to stick with you, you're my brother, I've got to look after you, and he's there, you're an idiot, but then he gives him a kiss. It's- yeah, exactly. And he and he plays along with the cover story as well, where he's like, yeah. oh, I knew you'd come crawling back and all of that.
1: <laughs> oh, my brother, I shall come and work for you now. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then with uh, Wayun and Dukat... I like that we're already building this tension between them now because Ducat's like, well, I want to retake Beja and I'm all about getting my station back. Whereas Weyoun's like, no, no, you work for the Dominion now and the Dominion's priority you, pa- you, you are part of the Dominion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas you can see that, that already this deal isn't quite what Ducat wanted it to be. I think he wanted the power of the Dominion behind it, it but it, he wanted yeah, to be in charge and he's not...
1: Yeah, because he, he does that line, which is like, I'm sorry, but what dick, like, what an idiot. Like, he's there going, it's like, well, I didn't agree to that. It's like, as a member of the Dominion. Yep. It, like, <laughs> he really cowards so quickly. And also, uh, I noticed in this scene, I don't know how much we've seen Demar prior to this, but, he, like, in, a couple of lines from Demar just uh, thrown in there. Yeah, he's yeah. getting,
0: he's building up. We're getting a little bit more of Demar every time, which is great.
1: This is what what Star Trek's always done so well is building up characters. Like I've said it before, like with o- O'Brien, he started off as a as basically an extra. He was in the first episode yeah. of Firepoint*, became a major player. Like it's really, I love that. You know, they see talent, they recognize it, and they uh, they write to it when they see it. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. Um, yeah. So there's all this great stuff with Decat and Weyun, and then we've got Martok turns up and. This is, um, this is one of these lines that, like we talked about in Picard, there were a few dubious lines. Um, so Martok makes the save and it's great and the battle looks amazing and Dax says, Who says there's never a Klingon around when you need one? no one no one's ever said no one's that, ever yeah. said that. And,
1: and also you've got clings who've been at the station for ages why yeah. are you so
0: surprised but, at seeing one right now but yeah she says it as and, though and, it's a well-known and, phrase and or like, something and, like, and let's bear in mind that he hasn't just in in this battle he saw like right like the dominion are coming and he's hightailed it back mm. and he's got back and he's been told go gad the defiant." It is clubbed, so he's already. So, why is she shocked when he's being ordered to guard them that he guards them? Yeah, and also <laughs> his response
1: as well is just wonderful. It's like, Oh, how are we gonna end this scene? Just have him laughing a bit. He I gives think the most hoary old on laugh that like it goes almost Sid James is like,
0: <laughs> I think it's a pity laugh, I think that's why it's not because. I think he's just like, fuck, you talking about Dax? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, whatever.
1: No, no, that laugh says, if I didn't want to rail you so much, and the fact that you used to be a mighty warrior is no small part of that, then I would not be laughing at this. That's what that laugh is. It's a put on laugh because you want to impress a pretty girl who's also a kick-ass warrior. I shouldn't say she used to be, but I'm just saying with Dax's history, it adds to her. I think it's the ultimate, like, for a Klingon, to have a warrior reborn into a sexy young body yeah oh god like nothing is more of a turn-on to them surely and i'm not saying pretty young girl pretty young body like any gender i don't i i think the klingons would just um yeah if, if there were a mighty warrior who was young and attractive enough yeah i be mean too yeah it anyway. it's um mm,
0: i was gonna make a terribly smutty joke there but i won't i'll tell you it after um,
1: anyway
0: yeah, I think I went pretty far with that but, but yeah, we, okay. like we do get a lovely battle here though like this 9 we had Wave the Warrior and we had loads of Klingon ships and now they are doing loads of Dominion and Kardashian and you can see the building up that prior to DS9 when you had a big space battle you might have three or four ships yeah if that um, Return of the Jedi won an Oscar I think it was for the effects and it was 36 ships they're in that effect right. <laughs> that they, they all go on about. And here we've got, we've built it up to hundreds yeah. of ships and shots. It's just, just
1: While we're psst, talking psst, about- every, This was in the nineties and they managed to show that much of the ship, in the nineties. In the nineties. Right. So you're listening you Discovery. Yeah. You've got one more series to go. Just, just watch that. And like, even if you just read it, you don't even have to get up to Picard levels, which would be amazing. But even if you just copied nineties-level Star Trek of ships,
0: to be fair, yeah. and it, it is purely because I've watched DS Nine that many times, you can see where the reusing footage from other episodes, like this bit where the Defiant will move one way, yeah. and it's like. Yeah, we took that from there. Then there's a bit with the pan over of the station. We've took that from there, but we've overlaid the Dominion. It's right. incredible. I'm not slagging it off. It's incredibly no. well done, and you have to work within your budget. And, I agree. Like, with all about- that,
1: it's still better than Discovery. That's my yeah. point, though. Like they've <laughs> shot and they stayed like,
0: Discovery. Like you've also got to look at the budgets that they had mm-hmm. back in these days for for the shows. So you have no the tragedy of massive thing they are trying to do movie style effects in DS9 on a TV on a TV budget of the day you have to reuse shots and you use all sorts of tricks because you use some mirror shots and stuff so it'd look so it's reversed and stuff uh, and, and in all fairness i'm not
1: being fair to discovery everyone knows in the 29th century they have a uh, massive uh, subspace which makes it impossible they've to lost HD cameras.
0: Properly. <laughs> so what are you saying they've lost hd camera technology yeah yeah like a subspace
1: normally knocked out the yeah. hd cameras or 4k and yeah yeah well
0: yeah, yeah. that's what, what the burn did as well was, yeah, we just to... did a sick burn on you discovery is it for is it for one uh, ratio tv used to be oh, at four three yeah four three yeah we're back to four three ratio in the 29th I century mean, it's
1: not even up to the, the 60s model shots
0: like oh mm-hmm. no i mean you're right but yeah. anyway. <laughs> to, to be anyway I, bought... I bought myself uh, the blake seven box set oh yes <laughs> uh and I've been watching that because I've just... Uh, I've got a video coming out soon of the unboxing of the model. And I couldn't resist buying by the CVs to watch. Oh. And some of, of the uh, close-ups of the sh- models on there, Blake, seven are better than Discovery. <laughs> 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 Clean for I'll, I'll borrow that <laughs> off you when you're done with it. Um, no problem need to watch Blake 7 anyway oh, I watch that. we we start getting all the stuff then so Worf and Dax are going to get married which is very nice Um Sisko gives his speech I do find it I get why he's done it but it is quite funny like right I'm going to stay there and do a speech then you beam me straight up like everyone else has to go and abandon it through the thingies but I want beaming once I've done giving my speech
1: um, <laughs> you get
0: the we get the Zee Alan Garrick Oh, Z Alan Garrick, of course, yeah. And oh, she kisses and she kisses him. And this explains why they had to change the actress so often to do this story between her and Garrick. Because if you had the original actress, mm. the young the little girl, this would be a very really awkward scene. It <laughs> was. I mean,
1: let's face it, with the age difference, it's still a little bit me- It's but, still it's
0: still but she's now right, grown, she's right. a grown adult. But when we first see her, she's a a, yeah. a little girl still. Uh, so that the age, yeah, I think about ten years in two seasons.
1: Well, much like um, the the children of Klingons, as we found out uh, through Wolfson, uh they age drastically yeah. when the plot demands it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I do love what I loved about that scene though is you've got that kind of like uh, nice speech he It's when he she hugs him. And there's a look on his face, which is like, you gotta remember this guy's been through war. He's been through torture, both sides of it. Um, He's been through so much, but like, he's got this shocked look on his face. Like I can compliment him. The evilest things you've ever thought of, but a hug from a young lady who I
0: love, that's what throws me. And I can love that. See, I always thought this look was like, I wish you were Bashir. I wish you were Basheir. And yeah like the thought
1: of Bashir hugging him gives that shock look in his face, like, Oh my god, to enjoy love after all this time of war.
0: That's it. I think it's that he can't comprehend I, why she's that in like somebody else feels yeah, yeah, kind to him. Yeah, somebody loves him for him and not trying to get anything out of it. Yeah. yeah Apart that's exactly from just being with him, there's no It's new. There's, no ulti- there's no ulterior motive and he, he yet literally doesn't know how to deal yeah, with it's, that. It's a totally new experience for him.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. It's like, you know, he, he can be in the most horrific situations which would turn anyone's stomach. Mm. He can have his resolve in that moment, no matter what's happening. But love throws him, you know. Yeah. He never considered someone would give them their, him love when, like you say, where he, they don't want something else from him. Yeah, it's just—I think it's great. Like, and
0: like it, you get this story, don't you, from him as well in here? And he goes and he tells his and he does tell the. I think he's telling the truth here. Oh, yeah, his, yeah, and he yeah. goes how he how he was exiled, no reason of his own. and that's by the by if the Yeah, that the makes dubious, were. but but it, but he's there. I could have ran for the rest of my life, always looking over my shoulder, someone right behind me, ready to kill me. But I chose to hide in the centre of my enemies. Mm. Yeah,
1: I, 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 think that's that's certainly a version of the truth.
0: And yeah, what, what all this does very nicely, just in terms of like I was talking about earlier, like reformatting the show and everything, is that it. It's moving all the pieces around and it's going, Garak's going to be a major player at least until we've retaken the station now because we've put him with the core cast. <laughs> like yeah. he, That's it. We've decided to put does him it, there, so that's guaranteeing you more Garak. I, I haven't checked yet, but even in this episode, he's still a guest star. In season he's, six, does he become a major? No, he's, he's always a guest star right up until the end. Right.
1: Because uh, one thing which I said to when um, when we interviewed Alexander Sadig and he was uh, we were talking about the kind of things they did on Sid City during lockdown, mm. they uh, had fan fiction they read out. They actually got the original cast back together to read different stories. And I said I think Andrew Robinson had a kind of natural advantage in this because they were all cold reading it. They like, they didn't have rehearsal time mm. to do this obviously, and. Um, with with Garrick, because he does those pauses naturally in his way of speaking, <laughs> he could throw it into his performance so he goes, So Doctor, when when you got there <laughs> and he would put in a pause whereas everyone else unfortunately you could tell when they kind of lost their yeah, place and stuff fact, okay. no against them. but he was so lucky with that that he can just do a pause when he wants to and it just sounds more kind of like oh what's current planning what's yeah, he doing like, you know, he's, he's not always thinking of five other things he doesn't say for every one he tells you yeah yeah
0: no, it's well it's so like like we have always had that um thing where we told uh the when they have the conversation it's where the mean that's now have, Yes, uh, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And, and like telling the truth. What is the truth? Everything is. What even the lies? Especially the lies.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Certainly. yeah. He's such a great actor as well. I. Just, I he's he one is. of my favorite characters he's... for that reason. these face name, yeah. just the um, the way he controls the scene as well. Just, just yeah. Really.
0: And I like that. Yeah, we've we're putting him in a place where we're going to see more of him at least for the next several episodes. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're wrapping up then. So the baddies basically have got the station now, and we have this motif of Cisco's baseball, which this is nope. the first time it's introduced, but it'll be used again at the no, end we of next s- season. No, no we he, have seen this the case. ball. Yes, but I mean used as as a reminder that he'll be back sort of thing and that is yeah, but, um, referenced again a few times yeah I think that's it, it like don't you think this is odd because Wayoon is genetically engineered as a diplomat and to understand all sorts of stuff mm. and cat sees it straight away and he goes it's a message that will mm. be back and YU just doesn't get it Ah, uh, but i would argue that
1: wayne is good at uh reading it's almost like he's got the general kind of book of uh diplomacy but he does get tripped up by uh alpha quadrant centric things you see it a few times so like the drinks and stuff and the way they interact it kind of like throws him off so i think it's part of that it's like he he now will remember that and like future versions of him will have it built into uh, their clone DNA to to remember I think as
0: well it's a very sort of specific contextual thing like Weeum doesn't know Cisco as well so doesn't know that he's got this baseball yeah Yeah, Um, that's true they should have done something similar with Picard and had him leave his crystal that none of us noticed for 20 years even though he was always prattling about with it that would have been quite a good one but. I
1: mean, the the thing which I always thought was, like, I, I did love that um, The Next Generation, you always had Picard's ready room was always evolving. You always had new stuff arriving there. You sort of did it a little bit, like, Cisco had the baseball to begin with, and he has the clock, which mm. after he's built that in the yeah. first series. Was, I re- wish they did more of that in the other shows, like, because it would, you know, it's it's nice... Whenever you go into that room, to like um, even though it's so subtle, it doesn't ruin the fact that you could watch any episode out of order. Yeah, when you have the time, but you'd know, like, oh, it's it it must be series six because they put that
0: in the ready room when you have a major episode and all that. You you and and the captain gets a memento from it. It's then uh for yeah. putting his ready... Yeah, yeah, Janeway
1: Jane could have had a terrarium with her kids in. You know, there's something like yeah, that. She could there. have she, done that. Yeah. She
0: could have kept two... Well, she, she, aband- she couldn't have kept have had that with her kids because she abandoned them. No, but this... <laughs> she wouldn't have had to if
1: they'd done this. That's what I'm saying, you know. And um, by the way, happy Mother's Day to all the Americans who were celebrating last week. That's our little nod to it.
0: Yeah. And then, the final shot of the episode then, which the producers did say they actually regretted later, um, but it's this brilliant shot where the Defiant flies up and we got this huge, big flood. And uh, uh, what's the uh, Martok ship called? The... Um, the Retirement Retirant. Yeah, Defiant and the Yeah, going oh, up yeah in sorry. The fleet. sorry,
1: the Saucy Susan was his previous command. Sorry, my mistake.
0: And, uh, yeah... yeah I... Why did they regret that? I thought it was because him. the way it's filmed, the fleet are coming towards the camera, so it makes it look like the Defiant's going to join a fleet, which a lot of people interpreted that as this fleet's on its way back to retake Deep Space Nine, and they were which like, is why it which is what which takes us back. Why a lot of people think it's a cliffhanger? Yeah. Cause right. I I guess the reason why it, it never read it, like it has it has an ending that's a cliffhanger, but season two, season six doesn't pick up on that. It, yeah, the it, the end is a time jump. It it wasn't meant to imply that. It was meant to imply that they were just regrouping with the fleet. Um, right. it, it's but, how it's viewed but yeah it makes it look more direct for the timing kind of, of, the, of the episode.
1: you see what they don't know is the rest of the fleet were just off the meeting point like you know they they hadn't quite got there they stopped the second afterwards yeah but i i think um, the thing is probably i did read it like that the first time i watched it but i've watched these episodes so many times i know it
0: doesn't that uh, i don't know that so anymore but that is why And it takes us back to what we were saying earlier about is it a cliffhanger or isn't it a cliffhanger? But that's why it's viewed as a cliffhanger, because it has a cliffhanger ending, but it doesn't pay off a cliffhanger in in episode one or anything. We'll talk about it next week, because the first shot of season six directly mirrors this one. So... Um, and it's a deliberate response to it, so we will we will touch on also, that Also, it's week.
1: worth remembering that uh, George Lucas did pop up at this stage and go, hey, guys, you know you could just reshoot this and refilm it? No, we're not doing that. That's for you. We do not do that here in <laughs> oh, And that's
0: inf- why Sadly still shot first and not the... Not the Dominion, <laughs> because they do, we don't reshoot. I, I will give you that one. I, yeah, I, I can't that, yeah. And speaking uh, of George Lucas, Disney Plus have just announced that they're getting the complete Indiana Jones collection, which includes the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles TV show. But which version are we getting? Are we getting the broadcast version? Are we getting the George Lucas fanning about with it, the first-time version? Yeah. Or are we getting the George Lucas really fannied about with it version? He
1: fannied about with the the Chronicles.
0: Oh yes.
1: Oh I didn't know that. Yes,
0: he re-edited it into twenty movies, which he then oh. called chapters, and he released it on a VHS collection. Indiana Jones chapter thirteen, The Phantom Train of Doom. I know that okay. because she they knew it won't be. No, <laughs> if you got it free, if you bought the trilogy on VHS, they give you one of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicle movies for free to try and get you hooked on buying all the chapters. And they cut off all them opening bits where it's old indie and stuff like that, they got rid of all of them. And they changed the order of the episodes so that all the young ones were together, then all the older ones were funny. together, even when it were a two-parter that you needed to watch.
1: I thought it was only the older Indiana Jones when it, on a couple of the episodes. I no, then. it
0: was a, every episode except what, for the with, one, one episode where, where it's Harrison Ford.
1: Oh yeah, I was, was going to say yeah. There's
0: only one with him in it. There's there, only I'm one with Harrison say. Ford. I signed, yeah, I signed up to Disney Plus last month. There you go. You can watch it. So Indiana I, Jones. I am going to give everyone a really good recommendation to watch the Bear. The Bear. Oh yeah, I've yeah. seen the first couple. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't take.
1: If Although, if uh, George Lucas, if you're watching, if you do want to go into Crystal Skull and re edit that, fucking have at it. Like, you can't do any worse.
0: Nope. Fair point. Um, and I think now that we're talking about Indiana Jones, we should probably call I, it there. I, just... I really enjoyed Crystal Skull, but that was, it was for other reasons after the movie. Uh,
1: okay. On that bombshell, like, I, I, I do think before we go, we did forget a bit of Trek news, though, which oh. is quite a, a major one. Um, of course, we had uh, the picture from Strange New Worlds we with Pulmer uh, and Mariner in it.
0: We did. The, it, they actually released a little teaser, but literally that picture pulls up what you see on the teaser because it's so quick.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's... It's cool, but it's like it's a blurry kind of thing. Yeah, 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 but yeah. It's, like, it's it's enough
0: to get our blood pumpy, of course, but it's Absolutely. like it's interesting that it has a I, blood I was re- I was reading an article on it yesterday. Not a lot. And there's no plot or anything um divulged about it, but it's directed by Jonathan Frakes. Excellent. Nice. This episode. And all the say about it is it is a comic caper from start to finish. So it, sounds like want, so it sounds like they're doing a live action lower decks episode on the enterprise with Pike. i'm happy two with things that.
1: i want two things i want one is i want a, a lower decks episode where it leads into it even if it's out of time or out of sequence or you know or after it one way or the other yeah And i also want one line from uh like just just a little aside to mariner where Bo- boomer goes um i can't believe you made me dye my hair for this Mm. like you know just something to say so it's not got purple (laughs) because it's yeah because it's black in the yeah in the the image so yeah i I want them to just like not not really gone into just a little throwaway line which is kind of almost in the background
0: yeah well that's gonna be a load of fun to talk about but um next week we're starting deep space nine season six uh with oh. the first two episodes which for the minute I can't remember the name of.
1: Six parter. Uh,
0: six It's a six parter, exactly. We're, so sure. we're gonna we're gonna start covering them. Um in the meantime We are we are on Thursday again next Thursday week. Thursday again next week at half six. Yeah. Yeah and if you want to get in touch with us we're on Twitter at retrekpod, retrekpod at gmail.com come and find us on YouTube on Facebook, on Twitter all of it, Elliot's got Retrek Model Studios and as he's alluded to we're going to be seeing a bit of uh, Blake 7 quite soon yeah I've bought myself a resin printed model it's one of my holy grail kits excellent i spent i I saw it on ebay and i went and i made a promise at the start of year you know you make new year's resolutions i do my news new year's resolution this year was i was not buying any more new model kits i was going to buy parts towards another project another model kit and so far i bought no parts towards that model kit but i've bought about A dozen models so far (laughs) Well, so my New Year's resolution has not gone very well. No, but we're we're not even halfway <laughs> through the year, so there's, there's time there's to, time to buy more model kits. Absolutely. You can see how much you can have missed out on it. Uh,
1: I, I went out to get a, uh, to look to see if in in any of the charity furniture shops, they had uh, a wardrobe I was after in a bookcase, and I walked out with three Doctor Who uh, models. <laughs> I saw
0: that post this afternoon, yeah. and laughed in a pot. yeah. Yeah, that, um, I, can, I can relate to that.
1: It's not my fault that they've got a flea market, which has nope. got, like, just, it's got nope. furniture and Duck Two monsters. <laughs> I
0: saw you post this afternoon and I just thought, yeah, I can relate um, to that. I've nearly finished building my Lego X-Wing fighter and they go and announce Ooh. this new Lego Batcave, which, if anyone's not seen the new Lego Batcave, look it up. It looks incredible unfortunately they want a lot of money for it but there we go uh dr squee what have we got coming up on the dr squee show
1: well um to be honest with you i'm not sure for next week i'm in the middle of trying to start some interviews but uh there's one which i've got to put out at some point which is uh we on video a little while ago there was a young lady who was a case study for um uh, for acupuncture so she talks about that and uh, that was a uh, little half an hour interview so i might find something to go with that but uh go to drsqueed.com uh and check out some videos there and of course listen to me on a tuesday six to eight fw20radio.co.uk thank you
0: awesome and thanks for trekking with us this time we will see you next time on the retrack. thank you goodbye trek off llap